Welcome back to the Weeboo Pod. I'm Pat. I got Chris here. This might be the last episode of our season. Last week we talked about three big anime, Ranking of Kings, 86, and Demon Slayer. This week we're coming to you with some of the other big heavy hitters for the winter 2022 season. Those are going to be AOT or Attack on Titan, the final season, and the case study of Anitas. Just because it's the last episode of the season doesn't mean we're going to probably not touch on, you know, some of the other anime that came out in winter 2022, but I think for this week's episode, we're just going to kind of come back and close everything up and, you know, just kind of give our thoughts on what we thought about this season and, you know, what we thought about the last episodes of AOT and Vanitas. So, I guess before we jump into it, Chris, did you watch anything else this week or did you kind of just catch up and, you know finish up the winter 2022 season uh i don't think i watched anything else this week i was doing a lot of catch up for Vanitas, so i think the last time when we spoke on the last episode i had only watched season one of Vanitas, so i had to finish all of season two so that's what i did this week i also had to catch up on aot until a certain point i think i was behind by six or seven episodes or so so i did i didn't add to catch up on all those episodes and then i'll talk to touch on this later i guess when we talk about aot but i just went and read a lot of things this week in terms of manga i, I read aot <laughs> i read spike's family all the way up to the point that it's at right now which is like chapter 62 i read all the chainsaw man uh beginning to finish so I, I probably read like over 150 chapters of manga on top of watching all those anime, but how about you, Pat? You know, for me, it was kind of a busy week. I didn't watch anything else beside AOT and Vanitas. Um, I still want to finish up, you know, a couple other shows in the season. Uh, Sabakui Bisco and uh, Genius Prince's Guide. I haven't wrapped those up yet, but I'm trying to get through those maybe the next couple of days. Beside that, you know, it's been a relatively quiet week for me on the anime side. I mean, we're just going to be in between seasons at this point now that AOT's done. But had AOT finished last week as they planned to finish, then we would have had this gap period where we didn't have any new episodes really to watch. I guess the case study of Anita's finale came out on Thursday. So, you know, now it's the transition to spring 2022, which brings us a lot of new and fresh anime as well which a lot of people are excited for and maybe we touch on that at the end of the podcast before we wrap it up as well yeah i think that sounds good to me i think i'm really looking forward to the next season i'm, I'm ready for that refresh i don't know about you i'm surprised you're looking forward to it because spring 2022 minus the one huge isekai at the very forefront of it is basically all slice of life <laughs> it was it was it was a lot of shows I was looking forward to. Maybe they were cores, core twos, but I enjoyed it overall. Um, it wasn't like I was watching as much trash, I would say, as I usually do. <laughs> so I think in that, in that sense, I watched a lot more anime I was looking forward to. All right, I hope so. I, I think spring 2022 is going to be a great season, at least for me, because it's very much down the alley of things that I watch. At least three, I can see three big shows right off the bat that I know for a fact I'm going to like during the season. And I have to admit it, I do like that one isekai that's blatantly in the forefront of spring 2022. So I'm sure I'm going to like the next season. But I guess before we get into that, I, I actually really am excited for this episode because I think... Obviously, AOT is one of the biggest 
anime of winter 2022 but the case study of vanitas was a very very interesting series to me from winter 2022 and i want to get your thoughts on it because maybe i'm just alone on this island of the case study of vanitas fan club but what do you think about vanitas and everything that it had to offer all right so i mean i've been talking about vanitas a lot i love the characters and the artwork in vanitas like let me just start by saying the character design and each character's personality is unique. I feel like any character in Vanitas has an interesting backstory and is almost someone you could spin off into an OVA and would be interesting. Yeah. But as an anime, I think Vanitas, you know, it's not the best in, I would say, any specific category. Like, yeah, the score isn't maybe the best. Maybe the artwork isn't as good as some others maybe the plot isn't you know as crazy or mind-blowing but i think vanitas is just one of those all-around really good anime like er there's there's very few spots in vanitas that i just say are lacking and i actually really liked the second half of vanitas more so than the first half um i thought the the second part was actually really really entertaining and not just because of the characters and the story, but I feel like the production of it from Bones was done very well. And in that every episode, yeah, it follows like an overall storyline, but they're almost in a sense stories within stories. That's very true. I like that type of anime. It's very interesting. It gives me kind of a sense almost of... You know, kind of like the Fate series where an episode can revolve around a different character, but yet it still ties to an overall plot. And you're not really following. Yeah, there's yeah, there's Vanitas, there's Noe, the two main protagonists, but there's a lot of other characters that you can really kind of fall in love with. Yeah, I feel like you put it perfectly there because I do think Vanitas is one of the most balanced anime that I've seen in a long time, which is almost the polar opposite of what we talked about yesterday or not yesterday, but on the last episode of the podcast with Ranking of Kings, where Ranking of Kings does feel a bit lopsided to the character or the attachment to the character. And there isn't much that's coming from the story or the plot or the animation, really. And and then the other thing that you noted was that Vanitas had a really strong season two, but the season one was more so of like a setup to get to the season two and the overarching story. So... That was my main takeaway from the show, that Vanitas was honestly one of the most balanced shows I've seen in a long time. I thought Bones did a really good job. And the animation's not Demon Slayer level animation, but there's glimpses of, of animation in there that were really good. I was just blown away by some of those like cutscenes where Vanitas kind of sweeps uh, John and all the interactions between the characters. It was really good. This is, I think, a hot take, but I think my favorite anime that came from Winter 2022 is actually Vanitas. And I don't think it's close. Wow, that's a pretty hot take. Uh, what about Vanitas really like puts it into that category of, you know, your top Winter 2022 anime? It was honestly the most unique anime that came out Winter 2022 besides Ranking of Kings. I thought Ranking of Kings was really unique, but like we talked about last week, on the podcast, Ranking and Kings really dropped the ball with season two in terms of how they wrapped up the, the show. When I was watching Vanitas the first time around during season one, I was 
borderline bored at some points because I knew it was a setup story and that's why I couldn't get through it when I was originally watching it. But then as I was binge watching it and I knew I was like, I need, I need to push my way through season one just because I need to get to season two and then finish the, the season or the story so that I could talk about it on the podcast. And I knew for a fact that the original manga story had really good reviews. So it kind of kept me going through this binge watching sequence. But once I hit season two, I was like, holy shit, this show is actually really good in terms of the character development that was used in season one. The plot that was developed in in season one kind of all comes together in season two. And that's what I really liked about it. I thought it was really the opposite of Ranking Kings where Ranking Kings came in really, really hot season one. Vanitas came in really slow, but Vanitas did a really good job tying all these different components and strings together while ranking kings just was unable to do so yeah that's really interesting how these two anime almost took very different turns and at the end of it i think i would agree with you i mean we can get to our ratings later but vanitas really came together in the second half it was actually really really entertaining to kind of see all the character development and you know the plot progression and I don't know if I really hated any specific part of the season. I don't think I hated anything, but there are parts that I would say is a bit dull just because they have to do a lot of explanation or just dialogue between characters in order to in order to cultivate that relationship or the friendship. So that part, I can see people saying, hey, this show's a bit boring for me. And... That might be why the overall score is pretty low on Mal. I think part two has an 8.2, but the first season has a 7.7 or so. I do think it's just it's just like the slow pacing of it that might bring it down. But I don't hear that many people talk about Vanitas in winter 2022. I see it on the charts, the popularity and the weekly trending charts. And it's consistently hovering around five-ish, between three to five. But I don't hear anyone talking about it. And I I think this is the sleeper gem of the season, really, because I thought Winter 2022 Vanitas was prime anime. It was really, really good. Maybe it doesn't have the same amount of hype that Demon Slayer and AOT has, but for the people that are fans of anime, I think they can appreciate the show. Yeah, no, I would I would 100% agree that if you like anime, Vanitas kind of gives everyone a little bit of something to love. And, you know... I personally, I would, I think if I had to choose one thing that I like the most about Vanitas, I've said it a lot, but their opening and endings are just so dang good. Yeah, I watch good. them every episode. I, I just love the intro music, the outro music. And it's just, it's just so good. That's a weird thing though. It's like the opening and ending are really good. The animation is pretty solid. The story is really solid. Like every single aspect of the show is really, really solid. It's it's hard to pick on the show anywhere. Yeah, it's it's actually crazy. And you know what's interesting is I've been watching, you know, quite a lot of anime, you know, this winter 2022 season. And if you go look at the second part of Vanitas. There are not many members in the group on Mao. I don't know why that is, but it's just not popular. Yeah, it's not a popular show. I'm not sure why. I think it is a bit unfortunate that obviously the better half of the show came out when Demon Slayer and AOT came out. 
And also my dress up darling just swooped up a huge chunk of the audience and captured the attention of those people. So maybe it just kind of went unknown because of those three anime that overshadowed it a bit. And it might be because part one came out six months ago or something and it wasn't able to retain its audience because of the slow pacing and whatnot. But I really think this is the hidden gem of winter 2022 or 2021. Like, I don't even know if anyone really talked about this show, minus Vanitas' voice acting during the Reddit Anime Awards, winning the voice acting category. I just didn't really hear anything about it. This show's good, man. I really like this show. I think part of the reason was because the first half came out on Funimation. (laughs) Man, Funimation's (laughs) griefing us. Um, You know, but... Other than that, like, there's a lot I want to touch about in Vanitas. And, you know, one of the things I I think I agree with you, it's it's very not well known. And maybe that is because the first half is slow. But this show has so much depth. Out of any show I've seen, there's a lot of unanswered questions I have, but not in the bad way. In the way that there's a lot of interesting turns that this can go. And I'm just really curious, like, how this all plays out. I agree. And it's interesting. You almost have like some interesting romantic vibes throughout the show, (laughs) but they do it pretty well. I don't really know how to explain that, but it's entertaining in the way they do it. They don't do it too much where you kind of cringe. They kind of do it in a comedic sense where you, you kind of just laugh about it. I actually think it's kind of unique because if you really think about it, what since the story rap is centered around vampires right if you really think about it vampires sucking human blood or sucking another person's blood is a very intimate experience right and they make it kind of sexual in that sense so i felt like it was kind of a nice play on the intimateness of it (laughs) i don't know how to better put it it was very unique to in my opinion they kind of took the whole vampire concept and made it their own right like in Vanitas, the va- vampires can be exposed to the sun. They don't die from the sun. But they have these other different components to having different superpowers, such as Noe being able to see the memories of the, of the characters if he drinks their blood, stuff like that. I thought that was really interesting, actually. But like, yeah, like you said, I think the case study of Vanitas is caught up to the manga. So it's... Not like we can look up what happens next. We can read on in terms of how the plot progresses. So we're both going to have to play the waiting game. But I do think that they stopped at a really good time in the anime where a lot of the different components were tied up and this arc is kind of finished and then we're moving on to the next arc. And that separation is is clearly there. You're not just being left off in the middle of the arc, cough, cough, AOT. This is just the end of the arc, at least. Right. And and I don't know. I, I know this is based, I think, of the manga. And you said it was rated pretty highly. But I don't believe there's a lot of content in the manga. Not like 86 of the light novel. So I'm not sure if it's going to be very soon. Or even if we're ever going to get another season. That is true. Which is unfortunate. Um, But for for where the story left off, I mean, like you said, they did it very well. I, I just hope it doesn't die off. Um, I'm really looking forward to kind of seeing this one in the future, at least at some point down the road. And I hope Bones doesn't, you know, doesn't forget about this one. 
I really hope just because it wasn't too popular, at least in the Western audience, that they don't drop it. But I, I really loved Vanitas. I think it was a very entertaining show. I didn't watch it every single week. I wasn't always looking out for the release date. But whenever I did start watching it, I couldn't put it down. And I think the reason for that is because it's so many different stories kind of tied into one that it's okay not watching a week or two weeks. Because when you start watching again, it's not like you have to you forget what happened or there's cliffhangers every episode. It's kind of just like this is just a really entertaining show and I love everything about it. The one thing I think that I think I really like about Vanitas is the characters. And I know you touched on the art. We talked about the artwork last week. But dang, every character is so entertaining. Like I, I still don't know who my favorite character is in the show. I don't know if you kind of have someone you prefer, but every episode I'm like kind of changing my mind. Like sometimes I'm like, oh, I really like Vanitas. Sometimes I'm like, I like Noah. I like Jean. I like Domi. It's, it's pretty crazy. This is one of the first times where I just don't really have a favorite character. I'm just kind of like, I'm just enjoying everyone at once. Yeah. And Vanitas does a really good job of kind of explaining the backstory of all the different characters. So at least the main characters, all their backstories have been explained to some regard, right? So you can kind of see where they're coming from throughout the entire story. And they do that explanation while they're going through various character arcs. So if Vanitas is at the forefront of the story, they do his backstory explanation. Then he kind of acts on, you know, his actions in the present time. And you could kind of relate to what he's going through or you could see his thought process because you know what what the backstory was about. So I thought Bones did a really good job of doing that. Maybe that's how the, it's structured in that manga as well. So if that's the case, the writer did a really good job of doing that. And that's what makes it really easy for you to just follow the story. I think my favorite character, kind of going back to our cosplay conversation, is Vanitas in the end. But I really like Domi. Domi is really cool. Since her story came at the back end of the, of the season of part two, it, it just was like, the last thing I remembered and it just kind of stuck with me. Yeah, I really like Domi's like, I think it's the last episode where she really goes like bleach uh, Hyoni Maru on everyone. Yeah, <laughs> that was that was pretty that was pretty cool. Yeah, everyone has a cool ability too. it makes it more exciting to watch. It is really exciting. It's almost like you want to find out everyone's ability. And I really like how they do know Noah's ability. I feel like they mm. could have that could have got very messy if they did that incorrectly. But it's just really cool how they tied that together. And, you know, he's just like a, such a good guy. He's almost like this moral being that you just start rooting for. Yeah, it's funny because they kind of use his ability as a gateway to do all the backstory explanations. Right. Because Noe drinking someone's blood, seeing their memories explains everything of that character. So they use that as a nice process flow throughout the story to explain each character and that's what that's what works really yeah yeah so that's actually something i also wanted to ask you about is did you like the fact that you know they how they wrapped up you know a little bit of anitas's background using that is no way drank, drank the blood of i think misha or mikhail i forget his name which his actual name is but that's how he learns about vanitas's backstory rather than vanitas telling Noe himself i guess I guess I don't have a problem with it because I don't think Vanitas would have told him himself. But this is kind of not a leading to a cliffhanger, but this is where a new arc is starting, right? The end of part two is pretty open-ended in terms of who the antagonist of the show is. So this is a good uh, kind of catalyst to start that next arc. Yeah, I, I think 
It's interesting how there's no clear antagonist. Well, maybe we kind of have an idea who the antagonist is now. And, I mean, spoiler warning, but the name he goes by is Comte de Saint-Germain? Yeah, I don't remember the full name. (laughs) Did you know this was a real historical figure? Oh, really? Is that how they're doing it? It's kind of like fate. Because I was kind of like, you know, why do some of these names, they sound like there's no way they made this. I was like thinking, I was like, did they really make that up? Because a lot of the names in the show, like Charlatan, you know, it's kind of like words you think you've heard before. And I'm not a his- history buff, but I did look it up after. And the Count of St. Germain was a historical figure interested in science, alchemy, and the arts who claimed they could time travel as well as had the secret to immortality. Interesting. I guess that gives us a little hint of what we can expect in the next arc of the story. Right. So if you look up this guy... They call him him immortal and almost like the original vampire. It's actually really interesting. Anyone who really likes Vanitas and you want to go learn more about this, the Count of St. Germain, really interesting guy. I mean, obviously, it's probably a lot of fiction and I don't really know what's real, what's not. But it's just very interesting how Vanitas is almost tying like some historical references into the story. All right. This this is another spoiler warning. So if you don't want to hear this part of the podcast, you know, skip skip to the next part. But I want to get your theory craft aspect of the ending of Vanitas part two. You know how the guy basically says, oh, this is the first time I've seen you guys in this form or something. Do you know who he is? Because I, I have a theory. OK, I also have a theory. I think it's Murr. OK, yeah, I think it's Murr, too, because it's the eyes, right? It's the eyes. I was like, why does this guy's eyes look like the cat? <laughs> and he also says kittens. Like, he refers to Vanitas and Noe as kittens. Oh, I did not pick up on that. But I picked up on the eyes. And, you know, I was thinking the same, the same kind of thought there. Okay, I'm glad we're thinking the same, the same line of thought. Yeah, I'm de- I definitely think this mirror, mirror cat is a, a little sus. Yeah, yeah. And, and the, the cat was nowhere to be found in this end. So yeah, it's, exactly. It's pretty interesting. All right, that was my theory crafting of who the antagonist is. So maybe maybe Murr plays a pretty big part of the part in the story for the next arc. So that that would be interesting to watch. Yeah, it's almost like uh, almost like spying on their activities, kind of following them what they're doing. Yeah, because he could essentially keep his hand in the plot basically the entire time by being present as as a cat, right? Right. Yeah, and almost that's how he they end up in these situations. I think. Like, basically, someone is leading them, right? You can tell that the entire story, there's someone pulling these strings, and you don't really completely understand it because there's the charlatan episode where they try to, like, actually put this, like, charlatan character into a concrete form, and it gets kind of messy. That was probably the one confusing part I had of of the the second half. Yeah. Um, They didn't really explain that too well. But outside of that, you know, I think the story is very complex. And there's a lot you can take away. And last week we talked a little bit about, you know, a, a simple story done right is better than a complex story done poorly. Vanitas is the case where, you know, I think they've done a pretty good job making a complex story easy to follow, but yet very entertaining and very interesting. Yeah, it's just such a unique show. Just the art style, the the premise, everything is so unique. And it's done well, to be honest. Like we said at the start of it, it's a really balanced show. So... I really don't know if I can nitpick at a whole lot from the show. There's some things, but, you know, 
those are really minor. So I guess before we move on to the AOT section of the podcast, what, what would you give Vanitas out of five? Vanitas is a solid, like a solid four. Like it's a solid four. Like I, I think I'd give it a little higher. I think it's probably coming in pretty close to an 8.4 on a scale of 10, you know, but I don't know if it pushes it into, you know, a 4.5 category as of right now. But I could completely see this. This show has no cap, no ceiling for me right now. Like this show can, if they come out with another season, I think this show can keep running up my list. Yeah, I agree. I would give this show a solid, solid four too. It's not a 4.5 yet, but I do think it's it's just nowhere near a three or anything like that. It's definitely solidified itself as a, as a good, good anime to watch. So if, I mean... To those people that haven't watched Vanitas yet, and I think a lot of people haven't watched Vanitas yet, we definitely recommend watching the show because it it was actually one of the most solid shows I've watched over the last year. Right. And it's not the easiest watch, but it's not the hardest watch. And But what I mean by that is you're not going to watch it in the background. You're going to have to actually pay attention to the story, but it's not complex enough where you're going to be rewinding things. Yeah, it's not a sunny boy. It's definitely not a sunny boy, but you do have to pay attention, I think, because there is a bit of dialogue. There's some comedic aspects to it. So over over those like lighthearted spans of of anime or the episodes, then you could kind of just watch casually. Yeah, well, that wraps up kind of Vanitas. I think as of right now, I'm I'm really looking forward. I really hope they come out with with more Vanitas. And like I said before, there's a lot of interesting history in Vanitas. If you kind of have some idea about like french myths in history everything you see in the show type it out on google and you're gonna find some interesting stories not like they just made up these stories so it's really interesting um and i've only done it for a few i, I looked up the count of saint germain i looked up the beast of give i looked up john all references to some type of historical reference again i'm not gonna spoil it but i love shows that do that kind of like the fate series like we looked up those mythical heroes or and then how fate kind of ties like interesting protagonist antagonist ties to people we used to just generally accept as a hero so i always thought that was interesting this is done similar if you can pick up on it so really cool story i really love the show and again i'm always going to come back to it but Venus is my favorite opening and ending of any anime I've seen in the past like year or two years. <laughs> yeah, it's very solid. And I probably need to do my homework and then look up all these different components and the and the historical background of it because I like doing that for fate. So I'm sure I would like it. All right. Now that we're kind of done with Vanitas, I guess this pivots to the AOT segment of the podcast. Where do we start with AOT, man? Um this was the final season, part two of AOT there was 12 <laughs> episodes you know quote and emphasis on the part two what is your initial gut reaction after we watched AOT's final episode today I just feel like everything I've said about AOT coming back up the rankings just saying this is a good show I just feel like I just have to keep going back on my word like every week it's just no this is a decent show no it's a bad show and as of right now, I just have no words. I, I just don't really know what to say. I guess specifically for part two, at least. Did you like part two, the 12 episodes that we got in winter 2022? 
it's all dialogue and plot development. It's pretty boring, pretty uninteresting, except in maybe the last couple episodes. And one thing that was really weird is that, I don't know if you picked up on this, but the last, I think it's two episodes, the artwork is suddenly much, much better. The amount of lines and emphasis they give every character's face changes dramatically. Almost like they had budget left over and they were just like, you know, we're just going to use all this money making like super crazy detailed scenes, which nothing wrong with that. There's so much detail on the uh, artwork that I was like, is this a show about, you know, turning a manga into as beautiful a piece of art as Demon Slayer? Or are we just trying to milk out, you know, the fan base here? Because I was getting a little bit lost as to why the studios are just putting so much emphasis on like these this artwork when they could be doing probably a better job, you know, shortening out this time this timeline. I think there's a few components to it that make it complicated. So the first component, at least for the most recent episode, was that they had two weeks in order to develop the episode because they pushed it back out one week. We don't know why they pushed it back out one week. There was some speculation that they had to push it back because they had to uh, buy time for the publicity and the marketing that was around the announcement of the third season or the third part, since that was never really marketed beforehand. I'm not sure if that's for sure why, but that obviously gives them more time in order to get a better episode out. So that could be it in terms of the latest episode. The second component I think that makes it a bit complex is, I don't know if you saw this on Twitter or on any other anime-related posts, but there was a point, at least in the first four or five episodes, where I think the director or the writer or one of the artists had tweeted out saying, this is the first time I'm going home in five days. And... They had been working on AOT day and night, 24-7, over and over again, burning themselves out. And I think that could, one, either catch up to them in terms of the quality of the work, or two, they're rushing to finish each episode, trying to make it as best as they possibly can, but there's deadlines that they had to meet, and they're barely meeting them. So, you know, with that comes not the best quality, right? So that's another complex situation that MAPPA is going to have to deal with. And it's going to be interesting towards the back end of the year when MAPPA comes out with Fall 2022, Chainsaw Man, Jujutsu Kaisen supposed to come out January 2023, you just announced AOT for 2023, are your employees going to be all right after you do a back-to-back-to-back of these three big hitters? I don't know. I don't know. Maybe we'll take a hit in terms of the quality somewhere in, in the span of those three animes. So that's another complex point that makes the dynamic behind AOT a bit interesting. I don't think MAPPA has a big anime in spring 2022, which I think is intentional because they had used so many resources just just trying to get the best thing out for AOT. And the last component that makes AOT a bit complex is they haven't once, I think, strayed away from the manga. And that can be interpreted as a good thing for a lot of manga readers so the full metal alchemist brotherhood effect where everyone loved it because it was line for line basically the same thing from the manga 
But on the other hand of things, it might have created this time crunch situation where they were like, oh, shit, we can't finish this in part two. We're trying our best to finish everything in part two of the final season and we can't finish it. There's just no way in hell. And all these different dynamics kind of just play with each other, right? So that makes it complex. A lot of people predicted this, I think. I think a lot of people thought a movie was coming or there was no way this was finishing up in the second, in this core two, or I don't even know what you call it anymore. It's like, (laughs) uh, this is almost like how movies these days have like a part one and a part two, but now this is like a part, we're into like part threes. Man, was, I don't know, maybe Mappets bit off more than they could chew with JJK. They should have never probably jumped into Tactop this year. I just don't know if this is just that they just bit off more than they can handle right now. Because to me, they probably weren't ready to go full on AOT this year. A lot of people were looking forward to it and maybe they wanted to just, you know, make sure like people stayed attached to the show. But man, this this really turns me off in terms of how I feel about the show. I think whoever was a marketing or PR person or the producer, whoever it was that named Attack on Titan the final season, the final season should be fucking fired. Because this is not the final season. What the fuck? <laughs> like, you can't come out here and be like, one year ago, this is Attack on Titan the final season. For the people that haven't read the manga, they're going to interpret it as it being the last 12 episodes. And now here we are, a year after they called the part one the final season, saying this is part two of the final season, announcing that there's a part three of the final season. See, I know I know I shouldn't have started AOT. I know I shouldn't have done this to myself. I, I knew for, I knew it, I knew it. I knew I shouldn't have watched it. It was funny though, because you know how last week I was on the podcast, I said, we're going to see the climax of AOT. Then we're going to have to kind of rethink of this GOAT conversation after we talked about Demon Slayer. At that time, I didn't watch AOT after the first four episodes or so. So I didn't know where the anime was. I've read the manga and I've I read the manga up to, I think, chapter 135 out of 140 chapters. Don't ask me why I, I stopped at 135, but I just stopped at 135. And I was watching this season to catch up over this past week and with each episode i just got sadder and sadder because i knew for a fact they couldn't finish it there was no way in hell with the progression that they were doing that the show was going to finish but they've been marketing it and going through all these different campaigns making it sound like this is the end of aot for over a year and that's what's triggering like, why are you even marketing it that way if it's not going to be the end? It's 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 really, really triggering. And excuse our language, but this effing blows. Like, <laughs> it, 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 it's really bad in that, you know, we knew, like, for example, 86 had production issues. And they kind of flat out said it. Like, we're not getting, we, we're taking a break. AOT has made no mention of it. If you had not watched or read the manga, I don't think you would know that it wasn't going to finish. I was being told there's no way that it's going to finish, but I haven't read the, the manga. 
Uh, so I'm sitting here expecting this to like wrap up, you know, see like an hour end, like a Demon Slayer last episode, like somehow tie it up. Everyone else is saying like, no, there's, there's like, you haven't read it, but there's no way. Like, and it just bothers me that there was no kind of in, like, there was just no communication to anyone. Yeah, I don't know why they didn't do that. I don't know why they set this expectation in people's heads, starting from part one of the final season, saying that this is the final season. They didn't even say it was part one of the final season at the time. And you're just playing with the the strings or like the heartstrings of the audience members. At least for those people that don't read the manga. I, I mean, I read the manga, so I knew at a certain point, it was just, there was just no way. There was way too much content. Unless they were going to pull a Promise Neverland season two, give us a slideshow of the ending of AOT, and we call it a day, there's no way it was going to finish. And I was just so disappointed. After each episode, after each episode, I knew for a fact it wasn't going to end. And I mean, it's fine. Like, it's fine if it doesn't end, but I feel like you have to do a better job in terms of marketing it that way so that you can kind of level set the expectation within the audience. But with that being said, are you glad that they're not doing a movie to continue the story? Or would you rather have actually seen the ending of AOT in a movie? If it was a movie, I would have claimed this to be, you know, a cash play. So the fact that they're going to just do this in, you know, another series, probably another 12 episodes... I'm like, sure, that's fine. You know, you guys aren't in it for the money. You guys want to do this justice. As a whole, like, I just don't get how this second season, like, on Mal was rated over a nine. Like, it, I did not like this season. Like, I haven't read the manga. I don't know. Like, I'm guessing they're following this pretty closely to a T. But this is a pretty, it was a pretty boring season to me. I mean, I watched it just because I was committing to AOT and I knew it was a big talking point this this winter 2022 season. Maybe we'll get to our ratings later on, but I just didn't really like it as a whole. I mean, especially this last episode. You know, if I'm going to dive in, into some more depth here, this last episode sucked. <laughs> there wasn't really anything I needed to know in it. Like this, that was more detail that I was like, oh, that would have been nice as like an OVA or that would have been nice if I was reading the manga. But to tie up like six, I don't know, 12 of the last 20 minutes and just like some background. I was like, there was no need for this. This was just really, you guys didn't want to go further into the manga in my eyes. And you guys are just trying to tie it up somehow and kind of like leave everyone on a cliffhanger. Uh, this episode shouldn't have existed. That That's really how I see it. I just feel like this episode should not have existed. In terms of the manga progression, so this episode covers chapter 123 and chapter 130 of, of AOT the manga out of 140 chapters. They skipped over 123 for some reason throughout the during the progression of the of the story because it, it was more so the the backstory that that was ex, that needed to be explained. I think if they explained it earlier in this final season part 2, it would have almost ruined the flow of it. So they used it basically as a as a time filler to get to the point that the rumbling reaches the the mainland, right? So I don't think they could progress any further from where they are because this is like a clear cut separation in the story. Because once the rumbling reaches the mainland, then it's all climax. So that that's really how I view it as as a manga reader and someone that knows what's gonna happen in the next ten. 
10 chapters or so. But yeah, I mean, I think they could have totally done a, a movie cash play. But I think there is some level of concern in terms of whether MAPPA can deliver on that, considering there's a lot of different things that they're involved with. But the other question I have here, which might irritate people, and I don't mean this in a, in a bad way at all, but is AOT even popular in Japan anymore? Or are we trying to just get to the finish line here? Okay, here's my personal take. AOT has run its course. People who know it have finished it. They've read the manga. They already know the end of the story. A lot of Western people have not read the manga. But after this, I guarantee you a lot of people will be finishing this story in the next month. By the time the actual episodes come out, I would say 70% of the people who watch AOT are already going to know what the ending is. And I've kind of held off, but at this point, I'm not waiting till 2023 to go figure out the end of this story. Literally, the next time I'm free, I'm going to go sit down and just read it because I'm over it. I didn't like the last season, which I don't think is a hot take. I think there's just a lot of truth. This last season was a lot of plot development, a lot of dialogue, but it didn't really like make me feel like oh, I can't wait for the next season. Even the end of this episode, I was like, Oh yeah, they're about to reach the mainland. The rumbling is like in full force. Like, yeah, cool. I just I just want to know what happens now. I'm really not looking forward to it. And maybe this is because I watched Vanitas and AOT on the same day. I felt very unhappy with AOT at the, after that last episode versus like Vanitas or 86. I was like, you know what? Cool. I don't know when the next season is going to come out, if it ever comes out, but you know, I'm pretty happy with the show. I did the same thing. I watched Vanitas at the same time that I watched AOT's final episode. And yeah, I felt the same way. Going back to kind of the question in terms of whether AOT is even popular in Japan anymore, there's a piece of me that actually believes if AOT made this final season or final part into a movie it actually would not do well in the box office. Because I think the peak popularity of AOT is just past. It, it's long gone. The Japanese people have read the story, like you said. The Western audience who isn't exposed to manga as much and doesn't read manga as much are probably the only ones waiting for AOT to finish. There aren't many people like us who would go pick up the manga and read the remaining ch 10 chapters of AOT to figure out what happens. There's a pretty big chunk of me or a small chunk of me that actually thinks if they were to make it a movie, it wouldn't do well. And that's why they didn't make it a movie and they're making it a TV series. That's a really, no, that's a really interesting point. Do you think there's some truth because Demon Slayer and JJK are just running through the box office right now and they, AOT knows like, that's where the fan base is or or is it just they they're not ready to like put all that time and effort into a movie with chainsaw man coming out i would be curious to see what the popularity rankings are right now in terms of japanese anime and manga and where aot kind of stands in that kind of going back to our manga episode aot wasn't even in the top 10 of the top selling manga right because this thing ended i don't even remember 2021 sometime in terms of manga but I feel like it's just past its prime. It's 
been 10 years or so since the anime first aired. When did the manga start? It had to have started at least 12 years ago, two years prior to when the anime started. I just don't think there's as much interest now. And with Demon Slayer, JJK, Chainsaw Man coming out, especially those two, the focal point of anime is that, right? It's not AOT anymore. I just really think that if they made it into a movie, one, MAPPA might be scared that they're going to take a loss on it. And two, it'd just be a lot of pressure on MAPPA to figure out how do we end this the most extravagant way? This is one of the most beloved mangas of all time, beloved stories of all time. It might not be in its prime popularity, but people are going to be pissed if we do this wrong. We have to make sure we do this right and we have to give it our 100%. And I think a combination of that kind of shies Mappa away from making this into a movie. So let me ask you, what would you have preferred? Would you have preferred a movie or do you like the 12 episode? Or I don't know how many, how many episodes they have planned. Or do you like the plan they, they kind of have for this 2023 next season? If I watch or if this was going to be a movie, it would probably be 2024 that I watch AOT. And at that point, it would have been 12 years since I first started AOT. I could have sent my kids through K through 12 education all the way to college in those 12 years. I would have been pissed if I had to wait till 2024 to watch this. But at the same time, I think the ending of AOT kind of deserves a cinematic experience. After we watched JJK Zero, after we watched the Mugen Train movie from Demon Slayer, Watching those in theaters, for me personally, was a outstanding experience that I will remember for a long time. Same goes for when I watch Your Name in theaters, and same goes for when I watch Weathering with you in theaters. So I'm a little disappointed I won't be able to do that. But at this point, I kind of just want to get it over with, man. So going, so I also want to get it over with. But I guess, this, I mean, unless you read it, you're just going to have to wait. But until that day, let me ask you again, is AOT goaded? I'm conflicted. So I've read the ending of AOT now at this point. Previously on the podcast or on this episode, I said I read up to 135. I knew for a fact the anime wasn't going to finish. So I went ahead and went read the remaining 10 or 5 chapters I had left to figure out what the ending of AOT was. I'm not going to say anything. I'm not going to spoil it for anyone but i want to say it's not the goat of anime it might be in the top 10 i don't know if it's even in the top five to be quite honest ah this this is hard yeah it's hard i'm not sure it's somewhere in the top 10 at least though how about you i stand by my belief that aot is aot is not goaded or in my top 10. And, you know, maybe I, I, I mean, I'll give you another update maybe after I read it, but I just really don't like how it played out this year in this winter 2022 season. I'm, I'm a big anti fan right now. I don't think this should be anywhere close to a nine. Maybe this is where I jump into my rating, but I thought about it. I said, you know, just, I'm gonna rate it what they call it, the final season, part two or core two. It was a three, three out of five. That's fair. 
So I think one point that needs to be highlighted in terms of our viewing experience is I watched AOT in 2013. When you watch AOT and look back at it in terms of the experience that it gave you from 2013 to 2015, et cetera, onwards, it's pretty impressive. And that's that's an experience that people aren't going to get, which is watching the anime as it came out in the year that it came out and compare it to the, the playing field in that specific year. Because I'm sure I'm doing the same thing with Hunter x Hunter. I watched it in 2020, 2021, seven years after the last episode was out. Ten years after the first episode came out. I don't think Hunter x Hunter is great. But I'm watching Hunter x Hunter after watching Demon Slayer, after watching AOT, after watching all these other shows, which weren't out when it originally came out. So I think that's something that is always needs to be factored in terms of what shows the go or what show is great because it's just really hard to compare a show like Full Metal Alchemist Brotherhood that came out in 2009 to a show like Demon Slayer and JJK coming out in 2022. Yeah, but to give AOT the final season part two a score, I, 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 would, I would give it a three too. It's a three out of five. And one thing I want to say... I think I was wrong about Ranking of Kings. It's not a 3 out of 5. It's a 2 out of 5. <laughs> I'm downgrading it. Because I think AOT is better than Ranking of Kings still. But, yeah. <laughs> That's a fair... Okay, I'll take it. That's fair. I think I enjoyed Ranking of Kings second half just as much as I enjoyed AOT. Which is a terrible thing to say. But I just didn't like the second season. I don't know why. I just... Didn't enjoy it. I mean, it's all about Aaron here, right? Everything in this last 12 episodes is about Aaron. Yeah, I mean, I know we've said a lot of negatives, but I do want to give AOT some positives. The artwork in this second season was phenomenal. I think, like the like I said, the expressions, the amount of lines they had every in every character, every scene was actually phenomenal. You could just see the amount of effort the studio put into it. Which, I'm going to give them credit, it was done really well. It's a different type of artwork than Demon Slayer, but it's it's just as outstanding. Um, and actually, based off, you know, what I've what I've been seeing in the past couple episodes, those episodes might be more expensive than some of the, you know, the big Demon Slayer episodes. I, I don't know the budgets, but it was pretty crazy in terms of the artwork. I just didn't like, I just didn't like the story. Maybe that's just part of the manga. You know, they, they couldn't turn a non-climax couple of chapters into something crazy. But, you know, that's just that's just my personal opinion on it. I'm sure there's people who disagree. But I think whether you liked it or not, didn't. I mean, no one wants to wait another year and a half for this. Yeah, I think one thing to highlight, like you said, th- there are pauses that came out of this season. One is I think MAP is really, really good at tailoring their art style to different shows. So... AOT is really different from JJK in terms of the art. And it's also very different from something like Tactop. It's the art style is very unique to each show and they kind of cater to the show. It's also the same with Chainsaw Man from what we've seen in terms of the preview. It's they're all very unique to one another. And I really like that about MAPPA because they're able to kind of adapt to the, the intensity or the plot of the show. The other thing is. I really like the opening theme of AOT because it fits the show really well. The rumbling by Sim is really, really good. The art is really, really good. And it just fits the overall show really well. Is it something I would listen to in my spare time? 
probably not, but at least it sets the tone for the intensity of AOT. So I do think there are some pauses that are in there in terms of the production of the show. I just think this arc of the story is really dull, right? It's not something that you can do a whole lot with. MAPPA tried their best. They did a lot with what they got. But this is all just lead up to the climax. Everything, their heart and soul has to be put up, poured into part, part three. That's where everything matters. So hopefully they execute part three well. That's all I can say. Yeah, I guess I'm sure we're going to touch on this, you know, on some point over the next year or so. But I guess we just got to wait as a whole. Maybe in closure of my winter 2022. Wasn't a fan of AOT. You know, it, it is what it is. I, I mean, I can't complain more than I already have. We just got to wait and no, no waiting. Just go read the manga, bro. <laughs> oh, I mean, I'm going to, yeah, I'm going to, I'm going to read it, but I, I mean, I'm going to watch it when it does come out because I feel like I've, I'm invested now, but yeah, you probably have to just cause there's been so many episodes that you've watched up to this point. Yeah, it is what it is. I hope, you know, Mappa doesn't like end up with their whole staff quitting with all these crazy shows coming out and I just feel a little sad for all the viewers. I mean, I don't think anyone wished for a 2023 finish. I think everyone wanted it to wrap up now if they had a choice or at least continuation off of this current season into the next season. But we know that's not happening, so we can't complain more than we already have. And I guess for those who haven't started watching the second season part two, I'd actually recommend not watching it. I'd actually recommend waiting for about you know another couple seasons before actually deciding to watch it until we have more visibility on this next season three we don't even know when part three is coming out they just said 2023 i highly doubt it's in january because they have jjk that they have to worry about in winter 2023 so it's probably going to be after that i think it's going to be a uh fall 2023 that's my personal gut feeling right now just seeing on uh, you know the amount of effort that goes into aot um so, but I guess we'll see. I mean, there's no point speculating until we get more visibility. And when we do here, we'll update everyone. But for now, I think, you know, just take it for what it is and just know you're probably not going to know the ending unless you already know it or you are willing to go read the manga. I guess that does it. Those are the two episodes I think, two, t- I mean, two shows I guess we really wanted to touch on today. I know. Maybe the AOT, we didn't really go into depth of the episodes or any specific plot. I think we just had too many comments on the overall timeline of this of the show. But for now, I guess let's, I guess, pivot to spring 2022 really quickly. Uh, I think this is the last episode for, you know, this current podcast season. So I think the next time we talk, we're probably going to watch some episodes of the upcoming spring season. And there's a lot I think we're looking forward to. I know what you're looking forward to. Oh, yes. I think we'll just run through them, right? I think, I don't know if you wanted to give any winter 2022, you know, ranking, but if not, I was just going to jump into the spring season. I don't know if I'll have, have rankings for winter 2022, winter 2022, but I would like to hear, I guess, what your favorite anime from winter 2022 was. Mine was Benitas, and I'm kind of stand, standing by that. I think that was my favorite show I've, I got to watch, and it was the most unique experience that Winter 2022 had to offer. I mean, I still like Demon Slayer. I, I still enjoyed it. It was shorter, but I loved it. Next would probably be uh, Benitas. All right, that wraps it up for Winter 2022. I guess before we close out this episode of the podcast, what 
anime are you looking forward to most from spring 2022? I think for me, I'm definitely looking forward to, you know, the second season of Rising of the Shield Hero. You know, the first season was entertaining and I just like getting that continuation. And actually what sold me on what I was looking forward to was this cover art. I don't know if you've seen it yet, but the cover art for season two, I almost want to buy a poster of it. <laughs> I don't even like I don't even like this show like as much as I like other shows, but the cover art is sick. And I was like, this, this is awesome. Rising of the Shield Hero is entertaining, man. It's one of the more entertaining isekais I've watched. And just because of that, it's one of my favorite isekai, I guess you could say. Because this and Mushoku Tensei are really the only isekais I've really liked in the in the last two years or something. So I'm looking forward to that. I think after that, it's probably got to be Spy X Family. And I haven't watched Komi-san and I haven't watched Kaguya. Those are very hyped up. I know you're going to be watching both of those. So I actually kind of want to start Komi-san. But actually something I've kind of on my back burner that I actually want to watch is Dress Up Darling. I know it's wrapped up the winter 2022 but a lot of lot of interesting topics on it and i feel like i need to watch it so like you said i think it's not something i can watch with with other people i'm gonna watch it in my room with my door closed <laughs> but once i start that i'm gonna give you an update on that and and we'll see where that falls yeah i think i'm gonna read my dress up darling to finish out the story or to catch up to wherever it's at for me for spring 2022 it, i don't even think it's close the the show I'm looking forward to most is Spike's Family. I've caught up on the manga this week. This manga is just so good, man. This manga is one of the best manga I've read ever. I just cannot see a world where Clover, Clover works and Wit Studio collaborating with each other. With the opening and endings being the two J-pop artists that they are. Like, they can't drop the ball, man. This this show's already a ten in, ten out of ten in my books. We could we could call it a season. It's the best best anime that came out spring twenty twenty two. We could go to summer twenty twenty two. Wow, big statements, big statements right there. Yeah, big statements because I know for a fact this show's gonna be good. It's for sure gonna be good. Another fun fact I think from from the show, the main dude, the or the husband of the show and the wife of the show is. The VAs from My Team Romantic Comedy Snafu, which is Yukino Shita Yukino and Hachiman. So as a Snafu fan, I have to push this show to a 10 out of 10 no matter what. <laughs> and that's it. <laughs> yeah, we know how much you stand Snafu. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sure a lot of people will like this show. It's not just a slice of life. It's very entertaining. It's a comedy. It's going to be a really funny season, I think, because Kaguya's comedy is phenomenal komi's play on words and uniqueness in terms of the comedy is also great so just three shows that are really lighthearted and really easy to watch rising of the shield hero is a little bit more intense a little bit dark at times so i'm sure it'll be a nice break after watching demon slayer 86 aot ranking of kings vanitas a nice chill season with nice slice of life all right well i'm looking forward to it and i think my isekai right now of the spring season is skeleton knight in another world <laughs> i'll let you know how that one goes <laughs> wait 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 you need to watch the science one science fell in love so i tried to prove it 
Okay, okay. We'll, 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 we'll put both of those down on the list. As a science guy, you have to watch this. <laughs> All right. All right. As a science guy, you know, I'll take notes. I'll All see right. how, I, how I feel about it. It looks pretty interesting. I mean, what it, in, in the title, it's like R equals one minus sine theta. <laughs> this is season two, too. That means that this show's good. Hey, hey, hey. Ari Fretta had a season two. You're right. You're right. You're right. <laughs> The first season was not good, so... I take it back. Oh, wait. Oh! Wait, is Ascendance of a Bookworm in Spring 2022, too? Isn't your brother a fan of that? Uh, my brother's a fan of everything we don't watch, so... <laughs> I mean, Ascendance of a Bookworm, I think, is another isekai. It's in its third season now, so... I guess an- another thing that you could potentially watch to fulfill your isekai thirst or we have like it looks like there's even a possible reverse isekai the greatest demon lord is reborn as a typical nobody that sounds so boring how do you make a plot out of that (laughs) i don't know but you know i think i'm gonna have more time on my hands there's a lot of anime i need to catch up on so we'll get there we'll get there we'll we'll have our ratings down Uh, once i wrap up winter 2022 i can devote all my attention to exploring the next isekai hidden gem the only problem with this season, though, is a lot of these are sequels. So you have to do a lot of catching up if you want to watch some of these. I do. And that's why Kaguya, I'm not sure if I'm going to get to. But Komi-san, I think I can get to it. Yeah, Kaguya at the very least is like 24 episodes. I think your brother's watching, actually, because it's in the history of our Crunchyroll account. All right, maybe we'll have to get him as a guest onto this podcast. We gotta, we gotta hear from the Isekai Stan himself <laughs> what he thinks of Kaguya. <laughs> like it's boring. Well, I guess that'll wrap up this season. A uh, lot of interesting takes, I would say. A lot of turns I didn't expect. Honestly, this is not did not play out anywhere how I thought it would. But hey, that's anime sometimes, and you never really know what's gonna finish high. So. To those listening, take our advice or recommendations for granted. I mean, don't listen to us. We don't always know what we're talking about. Most of the time, we have no idea what we're talking about. <laughs> I guess that's it for me. And I guess I'll pass it off to you and see you guys in sometime in the spring. All right. Peace out, Weeboo. See you in spring 2022.